Hi guys, hello and welcome to today's podcast. Um, hope you're all well, keeping good. Um, today is um, Thursday the 9th of January and um, I had some more insights today just from the reading Jeremiah um, and something that I've thought about before. Um, so it's certainly not the first time I've had these thoughts, but this is something that I'm very excited about. Um, I say that about most things, of course, but this is particular excitement about this thing. Um, the title of today's podcast is what do God's commands reveal about him? <clears throat> so what do God's commands reveal about him? Um, and I'll, we'll get into it and see why I'm particularly excited about this. Um, but I feel like, you know, the topic of commands is a strange one. Uh, why would you be looking at commands? I mean, commands seem unpopular today. The idea that God would tell us what to do or have an expectation of our, how we act, how we say or what we do is very unpopular to say these days. Um, probably as much as, as in any age you could imagine um, to inform people that there's a way to behave nowadays um, automatically is frowned upon and therefore it's not the sort of thing you like to talk about whenever you're talking about God you like to talk about many other things but you certainly don't talk about his commands but I think there's something missing in that because when you look at God's commands for me there's there's uh, incredible insights to be gained about the nature of God and that's not a surprise when I think about uh, parents uh, you've got children, um, the things that your kids know um, about you, about innately what's important to you, are often revealed by what you say, what you communicate, and what things you allow them to do and not do. Uh, one of the things that my kids know I've got a very strong belief about is how to treat other people, um, and that they certainly don't bully or ever even come close to bullying, and that they're very considerate of people who are in that position of a real deep sense of justice. Um, and I have that from childhood, it's maybe a bit innate, but also developed through circumstances that I'm very aware of that. And my kids know that. <clears throat> so in other words, not being disrespectful, the way you speak and things like that are super important to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they're often revealed by the commands, if you like, my expectations of my kids, punishment that I bring about through cert for certain actions and or words or whatever. So I am revealed through the commands I set for my kids. <coughs> not popular, <coughs> excuse me, not popular to say the word maybe these days, but again, it's like you're revealed by what's important to you, um, and in this instance, by commands. Um, again, it's not a surprise that God sets commands. He is the creator of the world. He will judge the world and who has designed and created us in his image. So <clears throat> it's not surprising that he has specific commands set for us. Uh, but we're going to look today at Jeremiah 22. <clears throat> Jeremiah 22. Now, Jeremiah, as we looked at yesterday, has been called by God and he's been told by God that the people have done certain things and therefore they need to be punished. And therefore, certain actions will happen. But Jeremiah was giving them a chance to respond to it so that the best outcome would happen for them. God wanted them to be fully aware of what was about to happen and how they could almost even change the course of events. God has said elsewhere that if he tells the people there's going to be punishment, uh, but they decide to repent from that, that he will relent. He said that specifically, that that would happen. So that, But Jeremiah was going out to the people and giving them a message. And in Jeremiah 22, he's a specific message for kings, which was the same for the message for everyone, to be honest. But he says um, in Jeremiah 22, um, verse 3, it says, This is what the Lord says. Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of the oppressor the one who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. 
For if you're careful to carry out these commands, then kings who sit in David's throne will come through the gates of his palace. So he's letting them know, these are the commands I've given you, and you need to be careful to follow them. You need to be careful to do what I've said. And there will be a punishment if you don't. Um, and there will be things go well with you if you do. Um, and people, again, instantly hear that. You hear the complaints against the Old Testament, even the New Testament, all the time. God telling people what to do, and then he inflicts punishment on them for doing it, and so on and so forth, and they've got a big problem with this. But, and we'll come back to it in a second, when you think about what God actually says there, are his actual commands. And it's revealed, again, throughout chapter 22. But in Jeremiah 22 then, God goes on to say about, you know, what he expects of kings. You know, he says in verse 13, Woe to him who builds his palace by unrighteousness, his upper rooms by injustice, making his own people work for nothing. He's saying what it means to be a king, and he's saying you should never set it up by unrighteousness or injustice. And he said in verse 15, he says, Does it make you a king to have more and more cedar? Did not your father have food and drink? He did what was right and just, so all went well with him. He defended the cause of the poor and needy, so all went well. And then he says, is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord? So God makes this statement um, just after what he said, saying, is that not what it means to know me? And what's he talking about? Well, he's talking about the person who was the king, who did what was right, who knew God, because he did what? He said he was right and just. He defended the cause of the poor and the needy. And he says, that's what it means to know me. So what it means to know God is to look after the poor and the needy, to seek justice, to seek righteousness. You turn back to what I said a minute ago, that the Lord said, you do what is right and just, rescue from the hand of the oppressor the one who's been robbed, do no wrong or violence to the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place. God had handpicked out the people who were the neediest in society at this particular point in time. The fatherless, the widows, the poor, the needy. And it's the same today. We might not see the fatherless in the same light or widows in exactly the same light. But it was the people who were in most need. God told his followers, my commands for you, what I expect you to do, and the reason there will be a punishment for not doing it, is that you look after the poor and the needy. The aliens, the fatherless, the widows, anybody who's in need. That you 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 know you, you seek justice, you seek righteousness, you speak the truth. You know he says elsewhere that you speak what's right. You don't um, accept the bribe. You're an honest. You, you deal honestly with people. And he says what he said. This is what it means to know me. And you think to yourself, okay, well, what does that tell us about God? Is God a harsh taskmaster who sets his commands and tells us what to do, and then he's quick end to punish us because we annoy him? Or he gets angry and annoyed with us? Have I got an issue with the fact that God sets commands? Well, when I look at what the commands are, I'm like, that's the God I want to follow. The God I follow is a God who actually cares about everybody. He's actually got the the perfect morality. He's perfect in what he does and what he thinks because he's actually out to help everyone who's in need. This, This appeals to me more than I could even express on here. Um, as a young man, I seen injustice. I was a justice done against me, bullying and all this kind of stuff. And I grew up with this sense of it's not right. And everyone knows it isn't right. I'm sure everyone around you, whether they're Christian or not, knows how admirable it is to have someone who looks after other people who are in need, who looks after animals who are in need, somebody who's caring and considerate and they deny themselves for someone. This is God's commands 
reveal to us his innate nature. Who is God? His commands tell us who he is. What else does it tell us? Again, another very unpopular thing to talk about is the Ten Commandments. Now, we don't follow that. We're not under the Ten Commandments as such anymore. But what do they reveal to us? Well, they reveal to us six of the commandments. The first few are just how to how to be towards your God. Um, and then you think, well, what's the next six? The next six is, six is um, you know, only your father and mother. Don't murder anyone. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't give false testimony against your neighbor. And then don't not... Not that I don't even want you to commit adultery or murder or be angry. It says, don't even covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or their goods. Don't be jealous. Don't be thinking other people have what you want and then treating them differently because they have something you have. They get a pay rise in work. They get a position in work. This covers everything. Don't covet what your neighbor has. God's Ten Commandments reveal to us it's all about how we treat each other. So the God who's made the world and put us here has informed us, this is how I want you to act. And people have an issue with that. And go, I don't have an issue with that. Every command he's given me is to treat my fellow man even better. And what do I see this demonstrated perfectly? It's demonstrated perfectly in the person of Christ. He comes to the earth. He's mistreated, abused, ridiculed, neglected, mocked. And yet he dies for mankind. This is the God I follow. I think there's absolutely no criticism you can have of this God. And you think, oh well, the first three or four commands, he's telling us we have to worship him, telling us we have to speak about him in a certain way. And I'm like, yeah, because his innate nature is that he actually loves everyone and that we'll do the same. If we follow other gods and false gods and beals and other animal gods, them gods are selfish. Them gods are seek your own good, seek your own pleasure. Don't worry about other people. We know countries like that, eastern countries, where people who are in need, it's, it's, they're uh, accused of having done something in a previous life. The society in general rejects them because their system of gods tells them the person must have done something wrong. Our God is, we love everyone, especially those in need. And in our verse in James 1, it says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. What an incredible way to start a verse is to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep yourself from being polluted by the world. Look after orphans and widows in their distress. Is that just orphans and widows? No, it's everyone in distress. So this probably is, uh, I'm very excited about this one, this probably is my most, one of the most exciting aspects for me of following God is that when I look into who God is, Maybe it's his commands, the Ten Commandments, his commands, the New Testament commands about how I should speak, how I should act. And people will get repulsed against this idea that anyone can tell them what to do. Well, look into them commands and see what them commands actually say. And almost exclusively, they always end up telling me to look after people. Whether they've done me harm or not, it doesn't matter. I've got to do the right thing. I want to treat people the right way. And just as a side point, as an apologetic, this is the greatest. This is the greatest level of morality I've ever seen before. There's no one comes close to this. No one calls me to be like this. No one, as I say, even comes close to this. This is the God we follow. This is the greatest standard of human morality you will ever see. And the God I follow calls me to be like that. Nothing else calls me to be like that. The God I follow calls me to live like that. And Jesus also lived a life just like that one. And I do what I do out of response to what's been done for me and what God's called me to do. So again, I hope you're excited by this. If you hear all these objections come into your head about this, that and the other, 
What does God command reveal about him innately? It reveals that he does not differentiate. He loves all people. He would stop at nothing to help people. He wants us to do the same. He leaves his sheep and goes after the one that strays away. He doesn't treat anyone with partiality, regardless of gender, colour, and even, should I say at the moment, their, 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 their sexual preference. I don't, he doesn't treat people differently because they have one preference or another. Now, this doesn't mean that he doesn't call us to act a certain way, like I've just said, um, but he accepts everyone doesn't mean again that every behavior is acceptable and again this is the big question of today but it means that he loves everyone and he calls us to step out and love everyone i love this about god it absolutely excites me so much why no one absolutely no one can say anything against this no one can tell me anything critical about that the innate nature of the god that i follow is completely loving caring and considerate and so on and so forth and he calls me to do the same So I pray that we do do the same. We look out for the needs of the people around us. They may not be widows or orphans. They may not be, you know, fatherless. Um, But there are people in need, people in distress. And these are the people that need to see the love of God through us. And then they can be brought to understand this type of information we've looked at today. So hopefully some of that can be of help to us. And I really do hope you're inspired about it as much as I am. It's absolutely incredible. Um, And I'm really excited reading through Jeremiah at the minute. God is revealing things day by day to me, um, things that I'm very enthusiastic to share. And I appreciate the fact that you've tuned in to hear this today. I'll be with you all again very soon.